3: The Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave A.C. and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another commentary. Colton Collective Podcast. Where are we up to now, lads? Dave, we're up to... Uh, episode series, 7. Series 5, Episode 7. Amy's Choice Tipple. Yes, Amy's chosen a wine for us tonight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an old dusty wine. <laughs> Speaking of old and dusty, hi Dave.
0: <laughs> hi, Yeah, I'm drinking actually hardy um, Hardy's Bin 53 and I have been 53. I wish I still was. <laughs>
3: Okay, if anyone was following that, please call it now. <laughs> Were you following that there, Mike?
1: Slightly. Yes, I was.
3: <laughs> you're sober than the rest of us, so that explains why you're here.
1: <laughs> yes, I, woke, I just woke up from this strange dream that I was in the world where Duke Nukem Forever was actually released. <laughs> and not in development for ten years and never <laughs> heard from again. Yes. <laughs>
3: All right. Well, you all know why we're here, but uh, earlier, uh, earlier this week, or today, in fact, depending on when you're listening to this, we were doing some other things. Dave and I, of course, uh, had the Cultum Collective podcast, and it is available on iTunes, in which the entire collective were reviewing Amy's Choice. If you go to iTunes and type in the word Cultum, you should be able to find us and subscribe. Dave, where were you today?
0: Well, after that, I was had a busy day because I helped out on uh, Dot Who PodShock, And that was uh, because uh, Ken Deep was unavailable for the recording. He gone off to see uh, Sylvester McCoy at the New York meetup and Lewis was uh, very quickly following in his footsteps. But before that, we had time with James to record Doctor Who Podshock's review of Amy's Choice and that also is on the iTunes feed, and uh, it was a pretty good show.
3: And earlier this week, a certain member of the collective recorded a couple of episodes. Mike, where can they be found on the iTunes feed?
1: Why, yes, the first show, Radio Free Came Uh Friday nights, of course, I'm doing Friday night trivia, and it was quite an exciting show this past Friday with another round of word trivia. Uh, Ian and Dave were both there, Liam was there. And a few others, and you'll you'll just have to tune in at Talkshow ID seven two four zero two or just search Radio Free Came the iTunes Podcast Directory and you can find out how everyone did. Quite interesting was, results there.
0: Yeah, but I can give you one clue. It was neck and neck, right up to the end. Alrighty then, that's
3: enough of the advertising. It's a very, very interesting episode, so I think we'll get on with it before I lose control altogether. <laughs> KBO. K-B-O, <laughs> KBO. KBO. All right. We all have our official BBC copies of Amy's Choice at the ready, and now, if you have yours ready, we'll begin. Ready, gentlemen?
0: Yes. Playtime's over. Begin.
3: All right. <laughs> in, in five, four, three, two, one. Play.
0: Beautiful British oh,
1: country song. wrong.
3: I think I'm watching an episode of Emmerdale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Second episode of this series where we started out in the field. Yes, I like that.
3: Ooh,
0: pies. Pie.
3: Actually, the only the only the only problem without this, and I hope people don't think I'm. I'm. Um, I'm trying to see what she's watching on TV. <laughs> I was doing. <laughs> well, it looks like Tom Baker on the. <laughs> that <There's... laughs> Amy's a little more attractive to me because she's pregnant. I don't know what it is. I got think for <laughs> pregnant women. I guess. I've got one of on my own.
0: Goose, we've got the animals in again. Yes. Rory in his ponytail. <laughs> oh, yes,
3: it's not the eighties, folks.
0: That's it's a mullet. Pull. That is.
3: From out there, Pulls I thought she was away. eating custard.
0: Oh, oh, what's that? Leaf blower,
1: <laughs> right outside their window.
3: Which was nicely yeah. framed, actually. That was quite well done. Although it was Rory holding a cupcake when they cut away from him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With okay. a glacé cherry
3: on the top. Oh. Or was that a know. <laughs> now, what's the
0: colour of the bow tie?
3: Now, somebody was saying that there's a very tinny sound to the audio on this. And on my copy, it is a bit tinny, but I'm uh, I'm guessing there was a it was quite tinny well, on the broadcast version too. I don't on know.
0: The, on the BBC HD uh, forum site, there were complaints about the sound.
3: Right. Yeah. That's because they were in a dream. That's 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 what it was. Yes. Ah. Well, actually, no. This is this isn't a dream. This is really. See, it's stuff growing on their roof?
0: Now, I'm going to watch out for cracks. People say there are no cracks in this episode, but I'm determined to find one. I'm going to make one there, up there
1: somewhere. Won't, oh, there won't be because – well,
0: okay. It there shouldn't be. be somewhere. Yeah.
3: There shouldn't be because there
1: –
0: There is one that I
1: that – something that could be later on. We'll get to
3: it later. I think Steven's having us on from here on out because he knows where all the fans are going to be looking for one. That so was lovely. He's like, "Oh yeah, we always check up on her." Uh, it's like you came here by mistake, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that was a nice touch.
3: I just look, love how uneasy he is, just like with this hanging out. Yeah.
0: Boredom. It's, that's telling that she says what, what boredom. Was, what was his? What was his line? Quiet. I all...
1: Something about what do you do to stave off self harm? Self
3: harm. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh.
0: yeah. This is Ian after a drink. Yeah, this is
3: me <laughs> right before the episode. <laughs> like, oh uh.
0: I was sleeping ben, Somebody, Everyone yep. falls asleep.
3: Yep. You're right. I love the little more music cues in between the the changes. Yep. Rather than a, a visual, uh, a terrible a visual nightmare. effect, the sound effect actually works a lot better.
0: We see a few more angles of the uh, TARDIS in this, don't we? Mm.
3: Yes, we do.
0: Uh, I thought the
1: the audio cuts for the music they reminded me of Forest of the Dead, kind of.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I never noticed before those um, little lights at the top were flashing on and off. I never noticed them that before. The portals, look.
3: Yeah, the, the Randalls. Randalls. Oh,
0: is that the warning, of course?
3: I don't know. Just, deep, 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 deep. Steam, we've got steam. Maybe they're going in sequence of the crack.
0: <laughs> I just noticed a so, little bottle on there. It's I, like an antifreeze bottle I that you know put that in a car.
3: I just noticed that the doctor is actually staring at the back of Rory's neck. Oh. When he walked up behind him, he's actually staring at Rory's neck. I didn't see that the first time.
0: Thinking he should have a ponytail, maybe.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, she does it, but I didn't notice when he walked over and he's standing behind her, Him, he's actually, like, looking dead right at the back of his neck. Oh, oh and the other bird's
1: chirping a gun. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I've seen the anti-freeze <laughs> well before.
1: And there you go with the braces. Yes, and
3: yeah. you see that? He notices the fact that the color, brace, his braces are a different color. Because as Mike brought up, I think it was on last week's commentary. Yeah. That Depending on whether they're forward or back in time.
0: Oh, those commentaries, you know, you learn an awful lot. Yeah,
3: the color of his uh, bow tie and braces change.
0: Right.
3: and the shirt too because I think the shirt has uh, blue stripes
0: just round the cuffs certainly more right They're more pronounced at the cuffs yeah tricky one and now we're at the titles <laughs> yes oh more light did you see the lightning right at the beginning that time almost yeah, before the I mean. TARDIS came in <laughs> there, there was more lightning
3: Somebody told me there's a way of opening uh, multiple VLCs at one time, which I really must check up and see if I can actually do that. But, so I can watch a couple of these side by side. <laughs> but yeah, somebody on the Collective today had, in text, they were saying, well, what about in. Uh,
0: by Simon in, in the,
3: the Angels Two Parter. Because uh, his bow tie is red, but the Doctor actually starts off in. River Song's future in the museum, and then Treple's back in time. So that's why it's red.
0: By Catherine Moore's head is that, and
3: written by Simon Nye.
1: He <laughs> threw the super- manual in <laughs> <and> the supernova.
0: <laughs> Don't talk to me when I'm cross. What what man reads the manual, eh? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and you remember the TARDIS manual from the classic series? Yes.
0: <laughs> Upper Ledworth. Yeah, we're seeing lots of different angles.
2: It's oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Reddy's um, bow tie there.
3: Right. In other words, this is, this is in the past because the the other reality or the other dream, the dream state, is in the future. Blue. Yeah
1: uh Lights out in the TARDIS. It's
0: dead. Can't be good. it'll
2: little...
0: <laughs> Just looks spooky in the... <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: It's well lit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, somebody was saying... I think it was Howley was saying how well lit this whole episode is, and just visually, the differences between Upper Ledworth and and the TARDIS. If you remember 11th Hour, it was very kind of bright and sunny in Ledworth. This one's quite dreary, and it goes along with the whole uh, boringness of Upper Ledworth.
0: The bit there where he says, I'm checking to see if it's pixelated. They were having a good old laugh about that on the BBC HD things. Right. Well, it sometimes <laughs> is pixelated.
3: Yeah.
1: Real life. It's now a multi-massively player online role-playing game.
0: <laughs> it must be real life. You're in the country and it's raining. I wonder if that uh, has any significance. that the. Uh, Sign? I I think
1: Sarn was the planet from Dragonfire. Yeah. I think. (laughs) Can we not do the rotting thing?
0: Yeah. (laughs) What was the sign they had on the bus in uh, Planet of the Dead? That wasn't Sarn, was it? That was uh,
1: Naismith, Joseph Naismith. For his communication network. Who's your friend?
0: Your junior doctor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, from Planet of Fire. It was actually uh Turlow's home okay. planet.
1: Planet of Fire, okay.
3: Yeah, the, the colony uh, uh it was you know <laughs> it was the volcanic planet that uh Turlo was exiled to with his family.
0: Birds yes. we go. Good. the Trions. Uh, this is definitely real. It's definitely this one. Here yeah, he goes up there.
3: On a jumper. <laughs> I wouldn't believe a nice old lady act.
0: And I wonder if that uh, the the uh, little dog on his jumper was supposed to be Toto, you know, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, good one. Oh, who's this? Now, that should have been a clue that he's dressed exactly like the doctor.
3: Well, yes and no, because he's emulating him as a, as a point of um, uh, mockery, yeah.
0: he's Doctor's mini-me. Never yeah. thought of that.
3: There you go. As <laughs> cute and weird looking as he is, he's quite menacing. It's very nicely done. But if you look, he's he's the opposite of the Doctor, in a way. He's short. He's got minimal hair, you know. The doctor boy.
1: has his his outfit is the doctor's outfit is nice and sort of crisp, and his the Dream Lord's outfit is kind of frumpy and mm. not
0: kept up as well. Right. What about <laughs> the gooseberry? <laughs> hey, Mike, that, you're not the gooseberry, are you? <laughs>
3: yeah. there's, there's there's a <laughs> nice line there. This is, this is illusion. I'm not responsible for. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: stupid. It's <laughs>
3: stupid. Keeps teleporting around.
0: What's down there? Was there some books no, down no, there? There was a room Come down there. there. I think
3: that's where they go later for the blankets.
0: Right.
1: Or it could be where the doctor keeps the different chests. Like you remember at the end of Unicorn and the Wasp,
2: mm.
3: his
1: C chest, where you yeah. get things beginning with the letter C.
3: Tordre Kirk Workshop. Quirk
0: do you think the Doctor's Quiff's getting a bit more 10-like? No.
3: Little purple space dog?
0: <laughs> Intergalactic space dog. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I wonder. Oh. I really have to have a good look at this in, in HD. I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. it. Um, because there's so many angles of the TARDIS that you get to see in this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And now the challenge is outlined. outlined.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, done, that was done, good. Done. His Gave lines
3: in this are very well done. They are. Um, congrats to Simon Nye on that, and congrats to... And somebody will tell me the actor's name. Toby Jones. Toby yeah. Jones, deliberately... Delivery is just fabulous <laughs> in this whole thing.
0: That's than yours, anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: That line I've always been able to see through you, Doctor.
3: Mm-hmm. You don't have time,
2: guy. Stupid.
0: <laughs> Back to the blue tie there again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if Taris Starder will be knitting that jumper.
3: Yeah. All right, Tara. We want to see a pattern within, like, I don't know, three days. <laughs> Knit that jumper. Doggy jumpers all around. I, I'd be curious. Like, if I ever went to, to England to, uh I, I want to go wherever this was filmed because it's a beautiful location. Yeah, and it is in itself quite menacing in parts. I mean, you know, you, oh yeah, you've got the the um, houses and stuff with the lovely roses and everything. And
0: that ruined got, like, the ruined wall, the castle right
3: ruins, and yeah. with a playground next to it.
0: Right. Only and they, they put- do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They are together. They're not being matted together.
3: No, I mean, this is all in the one location.
1: His mind isn't working because the village is so dull.
3: <laughs> Would somebody tell me what is under Amy's eye? It's been bugging me since since the series started. You're like I the weather, she got of a black eye, eye or something, oh, and
0: he's trying to catch it.
1: Trying to catch it.
0: She's got a, a slight. Huh. Uh, See what I mean? Yeah, but say she's been sleeping a lot, she looks a little bit tired there. She's got this like little
3: mark under her eye, I don't know what it is.
0: It's just a freckle, I think, because remember, red-haired. Yeah, true. Doctor Was a thing for red-haired. See, there you are, you've got the shot there all in one place. Which is I mean, having just, a castle like that and no cracks, It's what an opportunity.
3: Like the elephant, in the, there's an elephant in the room. I, I'm pregnant. I have to be this size.
0: <laughs> but i cool. Scary music. Mm. Mrs. Pugget. <laughs> the weather must have changed an awful lot when they were doing this.
3: Yes, it looks like it was on snowing.
0: Like sleet, yeah
3: although I wonder they didn't main mention of it in the episode, but I wonder if it has any correlation to the fact that it's getting colder in the TARDIS.
1: It oh. would make sense yeah.
2: for... and then... Let's it just go seems find like another
0: a... room another room
3: because I don't realize, I don't remember it snowing in the confidential.
0: Why does he have a cup?
3: Uh,
1: uh, uh, no. I think the cup was in the phone. The phonograph.
0: sign, the sign, yeah. the yes. sign.
3: A gold whisk. See, there's Please. the room that we saw earlier.
0: Well, it's say in the front of the box briefly, Mike. Oh, we Mike? lost Mike.
3: Mike? I'm still here. Oh, there you go. We thought you'd fallen asleep.
0: Type 40, build date 1963. Authorised for use by qualified time lords only by the Shadow Proclamation. Yes. And there's a lot more on it. You'll have to study it, folks. Yes. Oh, there's lots of uh, stuff in there.
3: Yes. We'll know for our winning as long as we want. I, I love Arthur Darvel. As I said before, and I will say it again, Amy could leave. I don't care. But keep Rory. <laughs> I just. I, don't think, I think it's a long time that we had a male companion. Just a male companion.
0: I think he's in the Harry Sullivan mold a bit. A male companion
1: who's just a normal guy, unlike Captain Jack.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rory
3: oh. is just so normal, and it's lovely, and I, I like it, and.
1: Okay. I mean, when, this, I... when the when the sc- when the screen switched on, people are saying that nebula in the background is is in the formation of a crack, but it's not seen well enough.
2: Mm. Right.
1: And the rest of the sign said that the theft of a TARDIS is punishable by uh, exile. Misuse or theft of any TARDIS will result in extreme penalties or possible exile.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> very, very lovely. Thank you to the art department for that one.
0: And that's really topical, that because they've just released some really great new pictures of the sun from the new probes that are looking at it.
3: Right.
0: And they're done in green colours to accentuate the colours. Oh, <laughs> cheerful guy! Because <laughs> we frozen to death. But then, now you see, he's not so stupid here. Ascension. Oh, red bow tie again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh, the continuity person must have had a nightmare with this.
1: And also, the Dream Lord's tie switches between a bow tie and a normal tie from yes. one to the other.
3: Right. If you notice in the oh. last clip oh. when they when he showed up as the Doctor, he was wearing a blue bow tie, a uh, blue normal tie.
0: Right,
1: Ooh, and we have the sand piles.
3: Yes, this is well, really well done, actually, because it's kind of the 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 egg uh, the egg came coming before the chicken, or vice versa, or the chicken coming before the egg. What would it be like?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, very cheap effect. <laughs> Didn't taste it this time, did he?
3: No, thank goodness. <laughs> I want to go to wherever this is. Just, that castle looks fabulous. Right next to the houses. It's like. It's almost
0: like a face on it. Mmm. Uh oh. <laughs> old people can be scary.
3: Sorry, <laughs> Rory. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rory. I don't think you hear what's. You notice the old people sign? <laughs> it's a sign showing, you know, caution. Old people.
1: Ah, uh, well, now his tie is gold orange. Yes. So. Mm.
0: Hey.
3: I mean, of course, everybody's mm-hmm. watched us by now. Otherwise, why are we listening to the commentary first? The, uh, paying attention to his lines now is, um, yeah. makes us much more interesting. And, and Especially that line there, there's only one person who hates me as much as you do. You know, in the universe, that hates me as much as you do.
0: And the yeah. fact that he's getting inside Amy's dreams, which, right. uh, you know, which it's- the dreams within a dream.
1: Right. Echoing the, sort of the theme we've seen going on in this series with dreams in various episodes. Mm-hmm. This definitely dealing with dreams.
3: Oh, yes, and another another theme coming up that you've mentioned before, yep, Dave.
2: Yep.
3: Ooh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> See, I just love the normality of Rory's speech. You know, it's like, oh, did I forget to say thank you for the sweets, you know? And he throws him across.
0: Uh, Eyeballs,
3: eyes. gum
0: stoppers. Effective. Yes. See? <laughs>
2: they like, are like get anywhere else, are
0: they? <laughs> he knows exactly who they are very quickly. Mm-hmm. That should be a clue.
1: And as you notice right here, he finishes their sentences.
0: Yeah. That was a lovely picture of uh, Amy waddling away, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, sure. This is a safe place to be guy and bike. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah,
0: that was quite a good effect there.
3: Yes, it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're, on our, they're on their way.
3: They're coming! <laughs> yeah. Slowly, but they're coming!
0: Reminded me of those scarecrows coming across the field, that.
3: You get, you get yeah, If you haven't said the confidential, you have to watch the confidential, just for how this all played out just shows how lovely Arthur Darver really is. Sorry, but people are fawning over uh,
0: what a granny,
3: what <laughs> a granny day, <laughs> <Walk her. laughs> what? Well, people are fawning over Amy. I'm fawning over Rory. <laughs> I think Rory's fabulous. What a fury a
0: over uh, Rory. What a fury over Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have to drink to that. Yes. I'm not doing much drinking here. It's, what? We're getting what? Involved. You're fired. are getting involved. He's Mr. Cool. Mr. cool. <laughs> oh, aye, looks it. Like I kind of <laughs> don't understand the run there. Just, He's trying to get somewhere safe before he falls asleep.
3: Uh, well, I didn't hear any tweets before. That's, <laughs> oh, it sounds like Twitter. <laughs> He's wearing a blue tie on that one, though.
0: That's nice social commentary. Use your local shop.
3: Yeah.
1: I've heard some people say that the whole conversation, a little bit about the vegetables there, echoes the Sixth doctor, but I'm not sure. Hmm. <laughs> they're oh. horrible eye thingies.
3: Which basically is just saying that, the, the, like, once they fall asleep, time still passes, which kind of correlates to every time they've woken up, they've been in a different position.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: you know, things have changed in whatever reality the you're in.
0: The t- yeah, the two times are synchronized, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll telephone. I mean, it's supposed to be in the future. That's one of the uh, things. Because if it is a dream, it's an idealized village.
3: Right. Which kind of harkens to is this Rory's dream? Because yeah.
1: And elements from the Doctor too, with the with the aliens, the fact that he was you know able to finish their sentences. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this, That's a bit confusing,
0: right the the fact that it's supposed to be cold but looks like steam's coming because of where a broken part of the TARDIS, which is usually used to infer heat. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> other, parts. Yeah, other parts. I can feel mine. I'm one up on you. Not competing. two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the phone is more for him to go running helping someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a cheap costume if you're going to a con. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> motoring along again, 26 mm-hmm. minutes in. Near the oh
3: yeah, once this thing gets going, it just doesn't stop
1: we've had the red flashing light in the console the entire time
2: mm-hmm.
3: and <laughs> he's wearing a poncho too <laughs> pointy nose, which until this point after the if you watching the confidential arthur Darver was no was um unaware. That every time Met Smith in a scene refers to Rory, he does the whole pointy nose motion, <laughs> which he did in *Vampires of, uh, Vampires of Venice*.
0: And of course, which, that's our young listener Liam that noticed that.
3: Yes, yes, and uh, Liam and I do love that bit.
0: <laughs> Dragging oh, Amy up the stairs. Sorry, steps. yeah. <laughs> sorry, I think I'm a drink for every step here. I think I need. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry,
2: uh, sorry. <laughs>
3: There may be bruising later. <laughs> like, was his li- next line when she wakes up? Mm. He does love her. Loves her a bit. She's quite obvious. This is a nice little scene up in this room.
0: Yeah, they got this Already.
3: Yeah, when you realise that, you know, this is all he wants. But he's going along with is that, what she wants.
0: That central thing, I thought it was a Dalek then on the centre
3: no. of that it's a lighthouse.
0: Is it? Oh, it just looks like a Dalek then.
3: Oh, we're Doctor Who fans, aren't we? Oh, is that a Dalek? I thought it was a weeping angel, actually, from the distance. <laughs> just shows you how bad I am. I'm like, I'm not ripping on Dave because I thought it was a weeping angel.
0: So the freeze frame for you folks.
1: There is, There was a Hello Kitty doll, though, I noticed. <laughs>
3: wasn't sure on what that that. He's like, good, where is it? Maybe I was looking for a setting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, that bit right there just makes me think of zombies. <laughs> zombie invasions. <laughs> Get the zombie away from the car door.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it took on a very zombie-like episode kind of feel, you know.
0: You're <laughs> driving, mate. Yep. <laughs> All the other random
1: NPCs. We must rescue them.
3: (laughs) It's very obvious. One in pink, one in blue. See, we're looking for symbolism everywhere, even if it doesn't make any
0: sense. Now, this was beautifully dressed up. Yes, Yes, it
3: was. I I did did love... uh, (laughs) <laughs> they're spraying this and, and uh, what's his name? The special effects guy.
0: Oh, um, can't come to mind at the moment, sorry.
3: <laughs> He's like, oh, I hope the apartment ar- don't kill me for this. <laughs> He's spraying it all in this stuff. <laughs> but they did cover a lot of the sections in protect- a protective coating before spraying them, and it's not even noticeable. It is fabulous. Yeah.
0: Look at that, that's that's frightening in itself, that picture. It's
3: Dave on a Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) He gets his medallion out.
0: Medallion, man.
3: Yeah. No, that's Thursday when you go to the pub, isn't it?
0: (laughs) When I win quizzes.
3: And go to karaoke.
0: (laughs) This Thursday we won two bottles of wine and 25 quid.
1: Ooh, what's the Doctor's name? Hmm.
3: Yeah, that was an interesting little line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought back to River Song right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bumbling Country Doctor. In a different franchise, I thought of Dr. McCoy from Star Trek.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it could also be Martin Clunes who plays... uh a Doctor in one. Of course, he was in an early Doctor Who episode. Mm, He played in in Snake Dance, the the Prince.
3: I like how they didn't make too obvious... I mean, I was thinking when they they call this Amy's Choice and he says Amy's Choice, and that it was going to be all reliant on her to choose, but they didn't make that such an apparent thing. She is the one who ends up choosing...
0: Well, she chooses three times. She chooses that.
3: I know, but they, they didn't make it like, mm. you know, in some of these episodes, you know, some episodes of shows, they say, oh, it's Amy's choice, and the whole emphasis is then put on her. The emphasis been is been put on her. It's, it goes back and forth between, you know, them all deciding, you know,
0: yeah, when I saw him appear in the, the van at first, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was in the uh, Satan and the Pit space outfit for a second. it's no, yeah. in a Just
3: racing a outfit.
0: Split second. <laughs> There's nobody in the van there. You see the long shot. Right. He wasn't sitting in it. Lewis <laughs> uh, Louis, Louis thought that was hilarious when they they attack him with the um, the mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Back to the zombie motif.
0: Brains! Brains. <laughs> bit like the Ice Warriors, the movie's just slow. <laughs> I thought of Shaun of the Dead.
3: Good, good. And of course, referring back to the confidential, of course, the uh, later on where the, the oh, old lady is... falls off the roof, I want to know who that stunt woman is because she was quite cute.
0: <laughs>
3: nice legs. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's the bruising yeah. line.
0: <laughs>
3: yes. experience some bruising later. <laughs> What's this? It just goes to show that he will do anything for her. Yeah. See, uh, Darth said that this goes a long way to kind of um, improving Amy's character and and really kind of putting her in place. To me, I, I don't even notice her. I I noticed Rory and and how real he is and how wonderful he is, you know. Mm. I'm gushing about Rory a lot, aren't I?
0: Well, well Stephen Moffat said in the confidential that you didn't think there was space between the doctor and Amy mm. but he's created that space.
3: Yeah, Arthur Darvill does this does oh. it really, really well. Oh. Uh oh. Now
0: I'm gonna watch his leg this time, Ian. Oh, Falling granny.
3: Yes, <laughs> falling granny, and the stump woman is very, very cute. Who did that part? Yeah, there's his leg.
0: I thought it worked. Yeah. he's dissolving. One of my
3: things. It's like, yeah. It's was it's it was fine. It was it's long shot, that, that that bugged me.
0: And of course, the sand. We just had we had sand coming out of Amy's eye in the angel one, didn't we? Yes. It took him quite a bit longer
1: to dissolve than guy on bike, but I'm yeah. talking that up to Rory's plot armor. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: yes, that's it.
0: We don't mount well, too much, but a hill of beans Casablanca. of sand. <laughs>
1: <That> was... <laughs> oh, now there's so a line coming up here that's also been used in Torchwood and earlier on in Doctor Who. What is now, the we point of view?
0: A bit emotional here. We shouldn't what really is dissolve. the point of view? Yeah,
1: Quinn yeah. said that to Captain Jack mm-hmm. over Toshiko, I think, and it was used early on in, doc- in, in the episode Dalek with Christopher Eccleston. I think the doctor said that to the Dalek, Dalek when it wasn't operational, when it wasn't able to use its weapon. Yeah, so what's the point what's of
3: the point view? Of you? Yeah. Here's where Amy makes her choice.
2: Yeah.
1: She realizes what's been going on.
0: The picture behind them. I didn't know that was in the frame before.
3: Yeah. I'd seen that
1: the to first time.
0: Which to emphasize the closeness of them. Right.
3: I don't know if it was deliberate the scene taking place right in front of that picture. But it just shows you the art department um, a lot of attention yeah. to detail in these things.
0: Mm. That was not a nondescript room, it was their room.
3: Right. Do you notice how sunny it is?
0: Mm. Yeah. And Why how key-
3: murky it has been throughout the entire episode.
1: And yeah, the, the the drizzle, the sleep has gone away and
3: Yeah and wow. now it's uh quite bright and sunny. I mean weather is of course the hardest thing to control in an episode. But
1: <laughs> <Yes it is.
3: laughs> I wonder if it's significant. says a lot to the doctor that he's he's willing to do this. But it also makes you question, does he really know what's going on? And has he already figured out what is real and what is not?
0: Oh he's taking he's thinking that he's to blame. Mm. If if he's if he's figured out at this point who is his, then he's taking the blame. Mm.
1: And there we go, back in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, this shot, these shots right here, Just I like this.
3: We're not used to seeing the TARDIS like this. We're used to seeing it dark and light, you know, dead and alive. Um, but this is the first time we've really seen the TARDIS affected uh, environmentally, you know, yeah. being being. Cold like this. I mean, we've seen it hot in Legopolis in yeah. yeah, it was
1: at the end of last week's when we were watching the next time trailer. I mentioned Marco Polo, which is of course a lost story. The TARDIS <laughs> goes dead inside, and it starts freezing over inside right. the inside. Yeah. So this, you know, second time, mm-hmm. that's another William Hartnell story that echoes, besides Edge of Destruction.
3: Right.
2: Mm.
0: And there he goes. Mm. Which is the giveaway if you're. I'll leave you to ponder on that. Ponder.
3: Ponder. But why? It is quite telling us uh, what's going on in the Doctor's psyche, because, you know, I mean, we haven't really alluded to it right now, but, of course, the Dream Lord is the Doctor.
1: Yeah, so with that in mind, if you go back and listen to everything that the Dream Lord has said and, crit- and criticism or mockery of the Doctor, right. it just puts a whole new spin on yeah. what he says.
3: I'm not sure how much I like that, because it's knowing a little too much about the Doctor. Kind of harkens back to 11th hour, where you see what's in his mind. You know, I don't... I don't want to know too much about the inner workings of the Doctor. I just like him to do stuff and be heroic.
0: And, and of course, would that have been there in a, an earlier version of the Doctor? The right. second, third, or fourth? Or is it as we're getting towards the 10, 11, 12?
3: But the fabulous thing about that, us as fans, is you can often... if you You can go back and you can then superimpose what we know now over what we saw then.
1: Yeah. Sort of alluding to a discussion that's been going on with this, it's that that darkness was not there with the sixth Doctor in Trial of the Time, where that was made very clear. Mm. And there's a branch of discussion that well, i will get to
0: here in a bit that leads to that. Mm -hmm. Well, he he crashed there, of course, because he realized that the, the Dream Master couldn't affect uh, things in real life, and had seen him warm right. the Tarlis up, which was the giveaway.
1: Right. Yeah, that was the tell.
0: Earlier in the episode, he was saying that you had
1: to look for a tell, that it was a dream. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Nice little audio effect yeah. there as he touched them.
2: Yeah.
1: <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> okay. Some people have also been commenting that you can hear the sound of the crack when he opens the door and blows those out. No. I was listening for that. I couldn't really hear it now.
3: I think we're all yeah. now we're all, all accept, we're uh, obsessed much. by <laughs> Amy's crack. I tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still got a ting, sting in the tail yet? Yes. I think I'm have a drink just to prepare. <laughs>
2: Yes, he does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, over there with Rory. (laughs) Yes.
3: Thank you, sir, over there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the cup that he got when he's going to the box was in the phonograph. So what
3: was that?
1: The the, the the cup that he had, and he went over to the box. It was on, it was in the phonograph. I there was a shot right before that, and it, there was a mug in there. You could see the handle.
0: I still don't like that central column thingy, Mr. Bobby.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, <very>
0: phallic indeed. <laughs> yes, it
1: is.
3: Yes, somebody's even made a YouTube video of that.
1: I'm not surprised.
3: But I did love his diversionary tactic there. Yeah, where he. She says, you don't really believe all that stuff that he said about you. In other words, referring to the fact that that's what the Doctor believes about himself. But also, if you notice him in the background there, you know, paying attention to what's going on here, it was almost a very deliberate attempt to push her away from him to where she should be. And And I I think that's the first time we've seen a good... I think that's the first time we've seen a snog in the TARDIS... (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> the swimming pool. <laughs> Where did that swimming pool go?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, he's just
2: lovely.
3: He does anything she wants. Yeah. Oh, he's there
1: we like go. The yes. yes. Looks away. Looks back.
0: And, and the seeds have t- gone. Yeah.
3: Oh. Wow.
1: and there well, we go next time
3: oh yeah let's pay attention to this
1: two-parter coming up
3: and of course we all know what's coming in the two-parter but
1: yeah we see a glimpse of it with a mask for, it's for, wearing but, a mask
3: for those of you who don't know we won't say anything will we lads right no? okay it's back in time from wherever they were
1: it's kind of a combination of two classic series stories from yes. the same doctor
0: Run! <laughs> yeah, there's running in the episode.
2: <laughs> running.
1: Kids wearing headphones the entire time. <laughs> Oof. And there we go. Wearing a mask. It's scary. It's scary. Now there is a, another version of the trailer that the BBC's already Do- put. BBC One's already airing, and it shows the shows their the creature's face. Ah. Uh.
0: Now, another, a sl- not the longer of episodes, we're up to we're up to about 43 minutes when that trailer for next week started. Right. We have 44 minutes in total, so it's between the 42 and the 46 that we've been up to, 48 even. Right. Pretty much and the same done.
1: length as most of the episodes have been going this series.
0: No, we had about three under 42 minutes, didn't we, in a row?
1: Oh. yeah. Well, it's, they've all been between 40 and 45 minutes. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, I mean, uh, I'm I enjoy. I, I, I almost think, I, even with you two, rabbit in on in my ears, I think I enjoyed that uh, almost as more than when I first watched it.
3: I was just going to say the same thing. I actually enjoyed that more than when I first watched it. And I tried watching it before we did the, uh, the Coldroom Collective earlier today. Um, and I, Couldn't quite focus on it. Mind you, I had some things to do for Benjamin Elliott, including a Law and Order intro. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, I I did enjoy it more the second time around, and I I may watch it yet a third time in HD, just to kind of uh, take it all in. Because it does say, I do like the things that, once you learn the end going back and then listening to everything that the dream lord says and does because it just becomes so much more menacing as it were because you realize it's the doctor's psyche talking and you know it's quite quite scary really
1: which is that's that's what i liked about this episode because going into it with the title amy's choice we were kind of we were kind of led to believe that this would be Focusing solely on the character of Amy with right. maybe somewhat of Rory, but in the end it turned Simon and I then maybe some from Martha but they it was turned around and was a case study a character study on the doctor right maybe more than amy
3: i mean it it became i mean the decision of course ended up being Amy's, but I think the the two characters that stand out the most in this are the doctor and Rory. Of course, I'm always going to say Rory because (laughs) I think I'm in love with Rory. I don't know. It's quite weird. Uh, (laughs) Just ignore me. It's it's a passing moment. Um, But no, I I, I do think this works a lot better than uh, Rose and Mickey did uh, by a country mile. And you wouldn't think that that a relationship like this would work um, because if you look at the history of Doctor Who, you've had uh, just people... From a different time zone, thrown together like uh, Jamie and, and and Zoe, and uh, well, I mean, Ian and yeah. you know, Barbara was go, from the yeah. same time zone, but they weren't. There wasn't a re- romantic relationship. We've
1: never the,
0: had- the, well, it wasn't referred to, but I mean, you have to go back to that very first, um, you know, unearthly child, and right. that. Yeah, relationship. they wouldn't
1: have put that into the show at that
3: time anyway, so. But I mean, it can be inferred looking at it. And it's like, well, here's
1: oh, you know, two yeah.
3: people spending time after school hours. Oh, you,
1: you you know. go back and go back and watch uh, Planet of Decision. The the very end of the chase where Ian and Barbara leave the Doctor and go on with their own life, and the implied it's implied there that they get together and once to are back on Earth.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's quite understandable too. I mean, especially from our point of view. That's that's the 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 lovely thing about being a fan is we can go back and then overlay the things that we know now about TV and, and how relationships are and overlay them on, on, on the things that we used to watch. Before it was just a matter of, oh, we'll watch this episode. Oh, that was good. The monster was good. But now as adults, we can go back and look at these things and and, and infer so much, even if it wasn't there in the the beginning it's it's just lovely to be able to to use our knowledge to flesh out these characters and especially the doctor is to say well yeah. you know oh man if you go back if you go forward to dalek you can really see where this started and you know things yeah.
0: like that uh, and, and i think quite rightly i mean some people have thought you know well blimey this is episode seven and we're we're just about now looking as though we've got the, the, the interaction between the three at what may well go forward to be, you know, uh, carrying on for a number of weeks. Of course we didn't know there was no fanfare that Rory was going to be a companion. Uh, it was all, uh, you know, you quite- companion Amy Pond. So, uh, in some ways the way he's sort of been eased into this companion role has been free of a lot of speculation certainly on the media I've read right. me but some people would say it's taken till episode 7 but of course uh, Stephen Moffat was setting up a completely new regime with Doctor Who right. uh, this time round and uh, hopefully he's building it for maybe the the principals are signed up for three seasons so right. I mean, that's the thing
3: that I'm hoping because I mean, like you said, there was never any, you know, uh, the, there was the press release for Amy Pond. There was no press release for, uh, for Rory, no.
1: and Arthur Darvill's name is still not in the opening credit, no. the
3: intro. But I am, I am hoping that we finish out this, uh, this series with him still in the TARDIS, because I would really, really like to see that dynamic. It's an interesting thing, like I said, not seen really since Ian and Barbara,
2: mm-hmm.
3: where you've got people who are connected by the same time zone and and a familiarity beyond being in the TARDIS together.
1: Knew each other before oh. traveling with the Doctor.
3: Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mickey, Mickey was in for a couple of episodes, but that was it. And it was just a fleeting kind of, uh, you know, a bit on a trip
1: yeah. yeah, he sort of came or, and went and never really stayed on as a companion.
3: No. This right. would be lovely, I think. It's just a whole new spin on on people travelling in a TARDIS with the Doctor. Well, always... this is our,
0: people's homework, isn't it, for next week, to mm. watch the credits so closely, watch that lightning strike. I mean, I noticed there a few lightning strikes even before the TARDIS came into the Vortex almost. Right. So they were new. But we're going to watch out to see if uh, uh, the Rory, the actor's name, comes up in the opening credits. Pay attention after. to the lightning, but
1: also to, to the thunder. If you, comp- if you take the audio track of the intro from the 11th hour and compare that, that that track with the same recording of, say, what we just watched, Amy's Choice, the audio levels, the, the waveform of the two is noticeably different. It's louder in the second one, meaning that the thunder is louder in, this, in as the series goes on. That's definitive proof. Right there.
0: Geek in the room, geek yep. in the room. Thank <laughs> the, the,
3: you. Yep. My, my big question I guess and, and it's been echoed on Gallifrey Bass. Uh yes, you guys, uh there's a there's a name drop for you. Feel free to name drop the Cultum collective at any time. Yes, yes, we appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> no, we get name drop enough from from uh, various sources. But uh I understand the audio part. Because that would be easy done, because you could introduce it in the mix, and then you can overlay it on each. Because each episode has yeah. its own edit and yeah. cuts away, and you can and overlay that the, audio. They have
1: the master cut anyway, with everything on its own separate channel.
3: Right, because I mean, I know enough from editing, say, this show, you know, and taking out all the mistakes that Dave makes. <laughs> that that the audio is one thing, but <laughs> video. Uh, I mean, I've heard people say that the lightnings increasing.
1: Lightning is not increasing as much as as the thunder. There are there is the occasional new lightning bolt like what Dave noticed when you're watching it in here, there's a new one right at the beginning when the beginning, is just yeah.
3: but isn't there wouldn't it be really expensive to have a new it would cut be. of it would be. of and that's what makes me doubt it. it. Is yeah. just the fact not that not that I'm thinking that people are imagining things, but just the um
0: no, the reality of the
3: situation you know the fact that we know that their budget is is quite restrained due to you know the way the world is financially at the moment and and how realistic that would be i mean but don't forget
0: ian sorry to go but they they have to put a different writer in they have to put a different director's name in so the the every title sequence is slightly different in some point So while we're doing that.
3: Well actually if you if you do notice that the 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 writer and Well yeah, you're right, I guess that but they do put them in they put them in white, don't they? It's an overlayer.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking of like simple image editing working in layers. You would I don't know if this is the same in video editing with the intro, but maybe they would keep that on its own separate layer if it if the if the metaphor holds.
3: I mean they could, they they could
1: they could be adding
3: the, li- the lightning in that, in that route. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only thing is that there is the, the fan in me that's like, oh, I hope they're doing something in there because that would be just, like, really, really kind of cool. Uh, but the the reality kind of takes over and goes, oh, well, might that be expensive? <laughs> <laughs> because as fans, we know that the, the the past of Doctor Who was always a matter of um, budget. And we, yeah. we know that, you know their constant fight was for having these effects and how bad they were at times.
1: Wobbly set design. <laughs>
3: Wobbly set, which if you... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm right on board with Toby Haddock there. There's not actually that much set wobblage. He's been through <laughs> and he's checked. And knowing how... Um, and no offense, Toby, but knowing how anal Toby Haddock is, um, I believe the man. He's only managed to find, like, two elements of set wobblage in the whole well, of the classic series, so...
0: <laughs> right. Of course, if you watch The Confidential, there was some uh, Amy bump wobblage.
3: Wobblage, yes. <laughs> yeah. Liam, Liam rather liked the bump dance, which I'm quite disturbed by.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: but he is he is rather smitten with, with Amy, if... Uh, I probably brought this up, but it's worth repeating, before we found out what the uh, sex of our uh, child... Is going to be because for those of you who don't know, uh, we are expecting. No, not Dave and I. My wife and I.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Dream uh,
3: on. Liam, the only name Liam. It's just it was Amy or Amelia. <laughs> um, he is he is quite taken with with our young redhead companion.
0: You brought the kid up good.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. He's he fancies a companion, so that's that's fine. It's not Perry, but what do you do? You know. <laughs> So she needs a rake, but, you
1: know. Right, well, so, something else I was going to mention earlier on in the episode, but the the fact that we saw that the Dream Lord's reflection in the end has led to a lot of speculation, Tie that with the, the fact that we learned that it was the Doctor's dark side, Tie that back in with Trial of a Time Lord, which mm-hmm. I mentioned, the Valiard. Yes. There's a lot of discussion that this is, like, foreshadowing the arrival of the Valiard somewhere soon, because we know that it's, with after his 12th incarnation, I believe. So it's... And knowing the wibbly-wobbly nature of the show and how canonicity in this show is is debatable at best, this could be something coming up soon. Who knows?
0: But of course it was only a possible outcome of the the yeah. next of uh, the last generation, wasn't it? But
1: it's it's also the the ever increasing darkness within the character of the Doctor, like we saw mentioned here. I mentioned uh, it was part, it was a major plot point in t- Trial of the Time Lord that the sixth Doctor did not really have that much didn't have the darkness within him that the Belliard represented. Yet here we go. You look at the, the the past two incarnations of the Doctor, basically the ninth and tenth, which are supposedly right after the Time War. So right. there's uh, that effect on his psyche.
3: Right, according to uh, let me read from the uh, of course the Doctor Who wiki, which is paradise.wiki.com. The Master's line basically is the out is the personification of all that is evil within the Doctor. Estimated taken su- uh, to be ta- to have been taken some uh, from somewhere between his twelfth and final incarnations. Now that's very kind of dicey because it's not an actual Doctor. Yeah. It's a personification that's all that's evil within the Doctor, which is a little different to what we see here. Yeah. This is more of a reflection of the Doctor's psyche drawn out through these little particles, the pollen. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand how fans will go, oh, that must be the Valiard then. But to me, no, it's its more of a look inside the Doctor. Now, if he'd refer to himself as J.J. Chambers, then maybe. Right, but- yeah, I mean that's that, that's the differentiation I'd make. I mean, I understand how fan, as fans we go the Valiard. I mean, my, one of the things I thought was I don't know why, but I just thought the Blackguard because you know as far as powers go, who's <laughs> capable of drawing drawing them into something. Uh, right. as complex as this. A
1: lot of other people were also thinking of the Celestial Toymaker.
0: Yes. That, that was my first thought, certainly.
1: Who yeah. was supposed to have his story in The Six Doctors last season.
0: Yes. <laughs> anyway, I don't think we want to make these overly long. No, uh, no. I think we ought to sort of have our final thoughts. But before we do that, just to mention that um, coming up, the, the next uh, story is a two-parter. So right. uh, we've got The Hungry to, the Earth Un- and
1: Earth. Cold Blood are the two, are the
0: titles. Right. So, right. you know. And uh, we won't see any more than that, perhaps. No. no. All
3: right, let's round this up. Uh, a decent episode. Uh, there's a lot, a lot to like in this, and there's a lot more to rewatch and enjoy, uh, which is what I like. I like to be able to rewatch things and pick up different things. Dave, final thoughts.
0: Yeah, if this was a, a film in the theatres, I think I'd call it a sleeper episode. It's one of those that thinks think is going to grow on me. Uh, clever was my first one-word synopsis of the story. Uh, very clever writing. Uh, this person has written, uh, and he writes comedy stuff, as I think somebody mentioned, um, uh, men behaving badly and things like that. And that comes through in the way he does uh, Rory's lines. Um, very ably done. Nice to see another female um, uh, director and mm-hmm. uh, handled with absolute care. I know um, quite a number of the Cult and Collective rated this five out of five. I originally thought three and a half out of uh, five but even watching it again now I think I'm going to up that to a, a four out of five quite comfortably
3: I was about to ask you that I, I was going to say earlier you had said three and a half there's an increase yeah. and so I'd yeah. actually because I'd said I agree with you in that I, I'd do the same thing I'll, I'll bring it up to a four because I did enjoy it a lot more on the second outing and maybe it's the company I keep I don't know <laughs> speaking of the company I keep Mike closing thoughts Yeah, we're
1: already halfway through the series, halfway through series Bernard. Don't say that! (laughs) that. Exactly. And I I mentioned that, the reason I mentioned that is because this really did feel like the halfway point. It it felt like a real turning point with with our characters. Yeah, very pivotal episode with Amy and, you know, with all three characters, really Amy, Roy, and the Doctor. A real turning point as the plot progresses. So, where we go from here, I can't wait to see. Okay.
3: Alright, well, there's nothing more to say now than, uh, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall
1: IV. And
3: in the classic fashion, it's goodbye from me.
0: And it's goodbye from him.
3: Goodbye, everybody!